welcome back. Oh my God, I was choking there. But welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. I guess I didn't have enough today to get it off. But welcome back. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Graduated from college about a month and a half ago now. I'm in need of a full-time job, so please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Remember, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. Remember, they're protein bars and not candy. So, BuiltBar.com for promo code and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get discount off your first order. Now, on today's pod, I saw a couple articles off BleachReport.com that I want to discuss. The first one is they did MB Franchise Cornerstone Rankings. So, they basically took the top player from each team, whether it be a prospect or a current player, and they said... If we ranked all these players, put them in a fantasy draft, said if we had a star franchise, who would we take uh, with the first pick? So they basically put these players in a pool and did a ranking from the best player in your organization, either currently on the team or as a prospect. And then for the second segment today, another Bleach Report article, they did the, the most likely breakout player for each MLB team during the 60-game 2020 season. So I'll also get into that article as well. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it. Let's look at these MLB franchise cornerstone rankings. Let's see who they had, you know, D-backs top player. We know who that's going to be. That is going to be Ketel Marte. So, I'll run through the list real quick of who... Uh, I'll run through the 30 players real quick of who Bleach Report has ranked, starting from the bottom. So, number 30, Sixto Sanchez, right-hand pitcher, the Miami Marlins. 29, Joey Bart, catcher for the Giants. 28, Jared Kalenic, outfielder for the Mariners. 27, Casey Mize, pitcher for the Tigers. 26, Adley Rushman, catcher for Baltimore. 25, Alberto Mondesi, shortstop, Royals. 24, Brian Reynolds, Pirates, outfielder. 23, Eugenio Suarez, third base, Reds. 22, Jorge Polanco, shortstop, Twins. 21, Vlad Guerrero Jr., third base, Blue Jays. I feel like people think is that, that's probably kind of low. I know people love Guerrero Jr. 20, Blake Snell, pitcher, Rays. I feel that's a little low. Jack Flaherty, pitcher, Cardinals, 19. 18, Chris Bryant, third base, Cubs. 17, Lindor, shortstop, Indians. 16, Joey Gallo, right field, Rangers. 15, Matt Chapman, third base, Oakland A's. 14, Pete Alonso, first base, Mets. 13, Yoan Mancada, third base, White Sox. 12, Quetzal Marte, second base, D-backs. 11, Xander Bogot, shortstop, Red Sox. 10, Nolan Arenado, third base, Rockies. 9, Bryce Harper, Phillies. Eight, Glaber Torres, shortstop, Yankees. Fernando Tati, shortstop, Pirate, uh, <laughs> shortstop, Padres. Juan Soto, Nationals. Cody Bellinger, five, uh, Dodgers. Four, Bregman, Astros. Three, Yelich, Brewers. Two, Mike Trout, Angels. Number one, Ronald Acuna Jr. So, 
ran through the list real quick and think there were there was a couple of surprising players when I look at it. Uh, I think just my problem with this list is I just think Ketel Marte is just too low on this list. I mean, I'll start with where he is. He's at number 12, and of course, there's some great guys ahead of Ketel Marte. And Xander Bogart is a beast. He had a great year last year. He's ranked number 11th, but if we're just... Are you telling me... Uh, well, when I'm looking at these lists, obviously, these aren't based off your careers because they have so many you know, prospects and one-year players you know, pretty high and a lot of prospects making it onto this list. So it's not about... It's not actually about... Uh, your career and your achievements and your accolades, because then uh, a guy like Mike Trout would uh, would be number one on this list. <laughs> would be number one on this list. So having Bogart ahead of Ketar Marte doesn't really bother me. He had a great year last year. He was an offensive machine. He finished fifth in MVP voting, so he was a stud also. But Ketar Marte had slightly better numbers, uh, depending on what numbers you're looking at. And he finished fourth in MVP voting, so I, I think that one's a toss-up. I'm not fine with that one. But 12th just feels so low for Ketar Marte. I'm fine with having Nolan Arenado ahead of him. So I'm okay with Bogart and Nolan Arenado being ahead of Kenta Marte, but where I have my first issue with it, uh, first issue with on this list is when it comes to Bryce Harper. I know he's the chosen one. I know he's this guy that's supposed to be some phenom, but Bryce Harper is a little overrated, guys. Let's be real about this. He can hit for power, yes. He's a good on base percentage person, but. His contact, uh, his you know, hitting for average is always subpar. He doesn't get you a ton of hits in a season. Usually his run scored is pretty low. He's only batted above 275 twice in his career. Um, the power has definitely come on the last couple of seasons. Uh, even dating back to his MVP year, he hit 40 home runs. But sometimes, you know, he has years where he just hits 25 home runs. Sometimes he has years where he misses, you know, 30, 40 games. So when I'm looking at this, and if I'm just basing it off 2019 also, there's no way Bryce Harper should be ahead of Ketel Marte. He wasn't an all-star. He wasn't a silver slugger. Uh, he wasn't an MVP candidate. What makes you think... Bryce Harper should be ahead of Ketel Marte based off 2019. We already know it's not based off achievements and accolades because of how many prospects. I mean, you got Vlad Guerrero and a bunch of Casey Mize, a whole bunch of other rookies and prospects on here. So when I'm looking at this, I don't understand how Bryce Harper could be ahead of Arenado, Bogarts, and Ketel Marte. I mean, when you look at this, they have a 2019 war down as 4.3. I mean, Nolan Arenado for context is 6.7, Bogarts at 5.9, and Ketel Marte is actually 7.2. So three guys ahead of him, Ketel Marte even has a higher war. But I'm okay with Bogarts and Arenado being ahead of Ketel Marte. I have a problem with Bryce Harper being ahead of him because I think he's a little overrated. And outside of OBP and power, I, I don't know how much he's bringing me. He's a, he's a good defensive player, but sometimes I feel like he doesn't try as hard as he should be in the outfield or running the bases. I feel like he sometimes could be a lackadaisical and get into his own head and feel like he's bigger than the sport. And so when I take those factors into consideration, I, I think Ketel Marte and even the two players ahead of Ketel Marte should also be ahead of Bryce Harper. And then when I look at the rest of this list ahead of Bryce Harper, as I mentioned, Glaber Torres, yes, he had a, you know, he, he's a great shortstop for the Yankees as well. He had a great year last year, but is he really better than, uh, then Ketel Marte, he swatted 38 bombs last year, which is pretty amazing. And only his second season as a Yankee. He's been an all-star back-to-back season, but he batted 280. Uh, he had less than, he, he had 90 RBIs. 
He had uh, 96 runs scored, so almost every stat across the board outside of home runs. He did worse than Ketel Marte. He finished 17th in MVP voting. Uh, his war was 3.1. So when I'm looking at franchise cornerstone rankings, maybe because of the age being only 22, they have him this high. But Ketel Marte is only like 26 years old. So when I look at that, you're going to get a couple more seasons of Gleyber Torres. But he's been great from the, the jump in his career. But so far, Ketel Marte, based off 2019, Showed a lot more and showed he's a better player. Uh, number seven, they have Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Fernando Tatis was a beast last year. There's no debating that. Uh, it was technically like his. Uh, it was technically his rookie season last year, Fernando Tatis Jr. And he did not disappoint in 2019 for only being a rookie. I mean, he was arguably one of the best outfielders in the game already. I mean. He finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting, which just goes to show you how much talent we have in the league. Batted 317. And remember, this is only 84 games. So in 84 games, he had 22 home runs, 16 solo bases, batted 317, uh, another 61 run scored. So we, we imagine if you double that, that would be about, what, 168 games. So pretty close. I mean, if we look at the 162-game average here, it says he would hit 42 home runs, 102 ribbies, 31 stolen bases, 180 runs scored. So based off those stats, if he played a full year, he definitely would have had a better season than a Ketel Marte. But because he was a rookie, but because he only played 84 games, I can't put him ahead of Ketel Marte. We've seen a lot of guys, you know, first half of the season be an MVP candidate, you know, bat 320, 340, you know, 25 home runs or whatever and then we've seen them going a big slump since second half we saw Aaron Judge do that his rookie season we look like arguably the best player in baseball pre-all-star break pre-all-star break he looked like the best player in baseball and then post-all-star break he went to big slump and wasn't the same kind of player so I think maybe that could have happened for to uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. but since he only played half the season we didn't get a chance to see that. And, he, and that half season he played, he looked like one of the best outfielders in baseball. But I'm not too sure if things would have been different if uh, he played the full year. Next on the list at number seven is uh, Juan Soto. Or, excuse me, number six. And this one's a little bit tougher. Kitan Marte had a better batting average than Juan Soto. But Juan Soto had more ribbies, home runs. His OBP was over 400. Uh, another 110 runs scored. So this one I'm not going to be give too much gripe for. He finished ninth in MVP voting, so behind Ketel Marte. But his numbers are pretty stacked. And being only 20 years old, the man can't even have a drink yet. Uh, I, I'm not going to have an issue if you're saying that guy uh, is higher than Ketel Marte. Number five, Cody Bellinger. I can't say anything about that one. He was a beast last year. Alex Bregman. Uh, people love Alex Bregman. Him and Ketar Marte are kind of similar players. Both uh, Bregman being a, a third baseman and Ketar Marte being a second baseman. They both kind of have similar styles of play. But Bregman last year led the league in walks, 296 average, uh, 37 doubles, 41 home runs, 112 ribbies, 122 runs scored. He was just a beast. A 423 OBP, a 1015 OPS, finished second in MVP voting last year. Nothing I can say about Alex Bregman there. Number three, Christian Yelich, a beast. Nothing I can say. Mike Trout, people think he's the greatest player of all time. But number one actually surprised me a lot. Ronald Acuna, Ronald Acuna. I'm having trouble saying this. Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, is technically second year in the league, and he was uh, a stud last year. I mean, 
You look at it. I can see why someone put a number one. He only batted 280, but led the league in stolen bases with 37, 101 RBIs, 41 home runs, led the league in runs scored with 127, 175 hits, all-star, silver slugger, MVP five. So when you're looking at that and to think he did that age 21, he's already a, a 40-40 guy, a guy that could bat you uh, near 300, guy that could get you 100 runs, 100 RBIs, do pretty much everything you need, and is an elite defensive player. It's tough to argue around with Acuna uh, being only 21. I mean, Mike Trout is, you know, he's always the famous, you know, the hot name to put that high because of, you know, what he's done in his career. But he's going to be 29 pretty soon. And Ronald Acuna having about, you know, eight, nine years on him, I think that helps his case a lot. So I don't have a problem with that. So just to recap the problems I have uh, with the problem, the players I have a problem with being ahead excuse me, if Ketel Marte, it starts with Bryce Harper. Then it goes to Gleyber Torres. Uh, Fernando Tatis I had a little bit of a problem with. Juan Soto I was okay with. And pretty much everyone else in this I was okay with. So that's three players I had a problem with. So when when you take them out this list and move them behind Ketel Marte, that moves Ketel Marte up three spots. Now he's going from 11 to 10. Now Ketel Marte is ranked ninth on this list. I think that's more fair ranking for Ketel Marte. If I had to do a cornerstone ranking, MLB franchises, I think number nine is perfectly suited for Ketel Marte. Now stay tuned. I'll get into who Bleacher Report said is the D-backs breakout player in the short 60-game 2020 season. But first, let me tell you guys about Built Bar because Built Bars... They're not candy bars. They're actually protein bars that taste like candy bars. And they come in 16 amazing flavors, 8 with chocolate and nuts, and 8 with chocolate but nut-free flavors as well. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and both soft and easy to chew. The reason I love them is because they're great for the health-conscious guy like me. Help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Just go to BuiltBar.com use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the car parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the other while and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts your see quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and talk about this Bleacher Report article saying 
Who will be the D-backs breakout player in 2020? I didn't have a, a real problem with who they chose to be the breakout player for the D-backs. I have a different player in mind. But I think this is a good choice now that we know the season's going to be 60 games. Guys that have a chance to be a little bit more fresh for the playoffs. Don't have to worry about rest as much. And only 60 games are, I mean, I imagine probably going to get like maybe 12 starts in 10 to 14 starts in if you're a starting pitcher, depending on if you're healthy the whole year. Obviously, no COVID, no other injuries happening to you. So that's why I would think. So this is who the the D-backs breakout player is. I might have given a, given it away just a little bit by talking about pitching. <laughs> but this Bleach Report writer, and let me see who he is real quick, Jacob Schaefer said Luke Weaver is the D-backs breakout player in 2020. And this is what he had to say. After posting a 4.79 ERA in 233 innings for the Cardinals between 2016 and 2018, right-hander Luke Weaver lowered that figure to 2.94 over 12 starts with the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2019. Forearm injury sidelined him until late May, but returned for an appearance in September. Assuming he stays healthy, the 26-year-old should be a key, mem- a key member of the Snake staff. And I agree with that. If Luke Weaver can stay healthy, I think he will be a key member of the staff in 2020. And that's a big if, though. He, he opted not to get surgery. The D-backs decided to just shut him down and let him re-back, uh, rehab during the season in 2019. And it actually worked out for him. He was even able to make an uh, appearance later in the season after missing a few months with injury. Because on May 26, he, he was throwing a normal game. He made it through five innings. He only gave up one run, six hits, and also had six strikeouts. But he was unexpectedly you know, removed from the game due to the forearm tightness that he had. He went under uh, MRI, and they revealed no tear of any ligaments in his arm, just a strain of the UCL. So that was good news. And so the team decided, as I said, to opt against surgery. They didn't want to see Dr. Andrews. They chose to just rehab it, and that actually worked out for them. He rehabbed for a couple months and was able to return by September, four months after the injury. So we like to see that. We liked how he was able to come back because sometimes with forearm injuries like that, we say the guy has a strain, he has tightness. We're going to let him rehab instead of doing the surgery. And then all of a sudden, he tries to come back in a couple months, three months, like a Luke Weaver, and then that tightness returns. Then all of a sudden, he has to be shut down again and then actually get the surgery. Now you just wasted the four months of rehab, and now you're going to have to miss an, an additional, you know, however, another five, six months after the surgery and then rehab all over again. So... Sometimes it's just easier to get the surgery and be done with it. But in Luke Weaver's case, so far, it seemed like it worked out. Now, in a 162-game season, maybe the D-backs, you know, are more cautious with Luke Weaver. Maybe they try to platoon him a little bit more, throw a six-starter in there a little bit more to get Luke Weaver some rest. But now that we know it's only 60 games, we saw what Luke Weaver did in 12 starts in 2019. So if he can duplicate that again... Uh, I think the D-backs have a real great chance of contending because right now that number two starter is a big hole for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We have Madison Bumgarner, uh, you know, as that number one starter. But how about the number two? We think Robbie Ray's going to be in that position. But we he's been on the downhill the last couple years after being an all-star back in, what, 2016 he was an all-star? 2017? 2017 he was an all-star. So he's two years removed. Uh, he he went he had a 289 in his all-star season but now it went to 393 and then 434 the last couple of years so 
Can Robbie Ray be that number two? We'll, we'll see. Uh, I like uh, my breakout player has been Zach Gallon for the team. I thought what he did last year coming over from the Marlins was pretty phenomenal. But I, I won't disagree with a Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver had a solid year last year. And it was the best year he's had as a pro. Because as Jacob Schaefer mentioned in the article about Luke Weaver, he struggled a little bit with the Cardinals to start his career. I mean, when you look at the numbers in terms of just ERA, uh, I won't look at his first season as a rookie because rookies, you know, they could struggle. He only had 36 innings as a rookie, 5.7 ERA. So that wasn't too good. But in 2017, he made 10 starts. He had 60 innings pitch at a 388. So it was a solid year in his second year. But then in 2018, the year before he got traded to the D-backs, his ERA was nearly 5. It was a 4.95. He had 25 starts, 136 innings. So he just did not look like himself. But then he came to the D-backs, got traded. That 294 came over Carson Kelly. He He's the focal point probably of that Paul Goldschmidt trade. So people want him to, be, to step up as that number two uh, starter for the D-backs. That's what his potential can be. That's what we think he can be. His FIP, his FIP combined with his ERA, showed you a lot last year. Showed you that maybe he can be a, a big factor in 2020. And I think he probably will. I mean, right now, I probably have him penciled in as that number three starter. But he has potential to move up depending on how uh, a Robbie Ray pitches and maybe some other you know starters in this D-back rotation struggle. This D-back's rotation is made up of uh, a lot of young guys. And we saw Mike Leake be the first player in all of baseball to opt out of the 2020 season saying he's not going to return so that's one more spot in the rotation that's going to be open now Luke Weaver could just step into that into that rotational spot get a few more innings now that a Mike Lake is not there maybe someone else too that's why with Mike Lake not there I'm going to say actually Zach Gallen is my number one player to be a breakout player for the D-backs in 2020 I love Luke Weaver I like the potential he has but if I have to pinpoint a guy to think uh, he's going to have a breakout season I think it's gonna be Zach Gallon, and the reason I say that is because I just love the way he pitched last year in you know a limited amount of starts and let's remember he was technically a rookie last year so he started off with the Miami Marlins at 272 ERA in seven innings or not seven innings and in seven starts 36 innings and came to D-backs his ERA just went up a little bit to 289 in eight starts so over 80 innings last year he had 281 he had 15 starts so both more innings uh so both so more starts than a Luke Weaver had last year and more innings pitch as well than Luke Weaver last year. So I think Zach Gallon really has that potential to be a breakout star. And it helps a lot for me that is from New Jersey as well, just like I am. So a little bit biased for uh, a little bias there for me as well. But I think Luke Weaver definitely has potential to be the breakout star in 2020. But if I had to put my money on it, I'm going to say Zach Gallon for the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today to the podcast. Uh, go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition of Locked On MLB Baseball so you guys can stay up to date with news, rankings, and updates pertaining to MLB. But everyone is staying safe and staying healthy and staying inside unless you're out there protesting. Have a great day, everyone. Peace!